This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Uh, Hello and welcome to Unlocking Astrology with Sam Reynolds, head of unlockastrology.com. That's That's where you find him. All right. Mm -hmm. Let me thank you again. I want to thank you, first of all. Um, I didn't know where the series is going when we first started. Uh, And last week we did Aries. um, And I think, you know, my mom was born April 2nd. And, you know, for all my life, you know, I've had all of these negative connotations around, you know, because I think as human beings, we look for the negative and you set the course for this from the beginning, that this is not about looking uh, to see why people behave in a negative way, but it's to see what's in us, but also to look for the positive. So as a result of last week, I realized that I would not be here today without my battering ram mother, who was relentless. You, When you said, you know, if you want somebody to clean your house or do, you know, if you're going to pick two signs, Aries is going to get it done. And I thought about it. And then I thought about it. My producer on my radio show is an Aries, uh, Smith. And damn it, if everything doesn't get done, let me, let me tell you, this man gets everything done and he's relentless. And you think about the nature of somebody like that and they don't hold grudges. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you can blow up on folk and then the next minute it's as if nothing happened. That's you know? true. Yeah. And I love, I love that because I'm not like that. Let me just say that. Um, I'm, I'm going to remember things and I'm working on that because I know that that's not necessarily a good trait. But I think the opportunity here um, during this series, looking at the stars, looking at our signs, those of you who are in it, don't don't believe in it, you know, maybe, you know, are, are thinking about whether or not this is something that's legit. You know, I think there's an opportunity to do some real soul searching and to refine our character and refine the things in us that, you know, uh, you know, don't let us show up as our best selves. And I think that's Correct. the goal. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Samuel Reynolds. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating that. I mean, that's kind of been my journey. So it's, it's good to kind of, and always going to be my journey on some level, as long as I'm doing astrology, there's more to see, there's more to realize, there's more to understand. So um, today, last week we did Aries, the first sign, and you, you talked about why. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next is mine. Right? Yes. And I want to- Toro. Toro, the bull. Um, I've, I've always appreciated being a Taurus, you know, like I, I could tell you every single human being who is famous <laughs> and, and, and invariably, you know, I'll see somebody and I'll be like, oh, I know they're a Taurus. And I'll look up and then sure enough, they're a Taurus. What is it about the traits of signs that are almost like clockwork? Like you can always, you're like, yes, that definitely, yep, that's a Libra. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet that's an Aquarius. And you look up and you're like, that's an Aquarius. That person acts just like a Scorpio with their nasty asses. I know that's a Scorpio. I just did that for you. Right. I did that for you. I just did that for you. I have to take that personally. No, not at all. um, No, I mean, there's there's two levels of an answer to that. The first level is it all depends on that particular person's understanding of that sign, right? because if they have an understanding that's rooted more in the negativity, more in, you know, the extreme manifestations that can be associated with that sign, then they're likely to miss certain things about that sign. So for instance, they meet a Leo that they don't know as a Leo and they're quiet and more demure and deferential. And then they're surprised, like, wait, how can you be a Leo? I mean, I actually had someone cuss me out on Twitter years ago, like, 
I never met a quiet Leo. That's BS. That's not real. Right. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean just because you don't know that this is a possibility doesn't mean it's not there. But then if you have more of a favorable inclination as you might for Taurus, for example, um, and also more of an open mind related to that particular sign, you are more likely to kind of spot something about them and, and, and get it like a particular thing. Like I was watching <clears throat> the pursuit of happiness and I'm blanking on the brother who was, you know, not Will Smith, but, um, I think he was, was Christopher. Hold on. I'll look it up really quickly. But, um, I but I was looking at the movie and I had a similar moment that you were just talking about. I was like, Oh, this dude has to be an Aquarian. Like, and I was ta I knew what, you know, Will Smith was, but I was like, this dude's an Aquarian. And sure enough, he was an Aquarian. And it was just certain things I could recognize about his persistence, his idealism, how he was like pursuing the dream a certain way. And I'm not going to get too much into it because today is not about Aquarius. Um, but I can register exactly what you're saying. The other thing that I think that's influential, though, to keep in mind why I think there's a caveat in my voice, as you might hear, it's one thing for you as the individual outside of the sign to spot it, but sometimes people don't feel like they fit their sign. Mm. And so they don't have those quote unquote associated traits of that sign. You know, so for instance, part of my journey, people might remember, I didn't completely feel like a Scorpio. I mean, there was elements of me that are definitively Scorpionic, but it took really a Gemini to be like, yeah, no, no, you're a Scorpio. Just in case you were confused, I think you're a Scorpio. And then I went to an astrologer and that's kind of what set me off and set me flowing. It's like, oh, no, 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 yeah, you know, the sun was in Scorpio on the day and time you were born. So That's crazy. Yeah. His name is Chris, Chris Gardner. Uh, Thank Chris you. Gardner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I always look at it through, I started this understanding myself, right? So I, I know me, like I spend a lot of time with me. So I see me, when I see me show up in other people, I'm like, mm, you know, so in basketball, there are two Torians that I, I know that they're both Tauruses. Kevin Garnett, who is bombastic in your face. He's going to you know, dunk on you, put his nuts on your head and you know, scream, cuss you out, you know, do some really irreverent things. And then there's Tim Duncan, who will quietly do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm actually both. You know, in my my real life, I'm more Tim Duncan, very methodical, plotting, quiet, don't spend a lot of time talking, believe it or not. You know, um, my outward self, you know, I can be drawn out to be more Kevin Garnett, but I'm definitely, I, I see me in both of them, you know, but people would look at them and see them as completely different personalities. And I see them completely the same. They're both Tauruses and mm -hmm. I see both of them. So anyway, that's kind of- Yeah, funny. I mean- and that is true. I mean, like you may have, you, you can have um, a Leo like Bill Clinton, and then you can have a Leo like Barack Obama. But you can see also there's a similarity between both yeah. men, even though they've had very different lives. I don't see them differently. Okay. That's well, what I do. Well, that's well, what I do. <laughs> that's, right. But also one has been a lot more bombastic in a certain way and scandalous. So... Well, you don't that. know. You don't know whether Barack Obama's been scandalous. Okay, not yet, right? Well, I mean, he's been. It's, it's been a, we won't get too much into the Leos and or Barack Obama, but you know, it'd be interesting to, to see what happens, what comes out in the wash some years later. Um, yes. But let's talk about Taurus. I mean, interestingly enough, um, 
I believe Bill Clinton does have a moon in Taurus. So I think there's that too. So one of the things, I'm going to start off with something that you said that's also fitting to you because you have people who are, you know, followers of your show and, and your work. They're called Karen's Rebels, right? Yeah, Is Rebels, that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that really struck me because I was like, it, it goes along with something I discovered years ago that I didn't see in many books that talk about astrology. And this is why I say Taurus is one of the most radical signs of the Zodiac, right? Um, and why I say that is I'm also being tongue in cheek about a particular word, which is radical, rather than just re- revolutionary. The, the key etymology of that word is radix, which is related to rooted. And so when we say they're radical, they're also rooted, but radical also mean, has come to mean someone who overthrows and challenges and all these other things. Well, why? I mean, because rooted doesn't seem to be the same because it's going back to basics. It's going back to what's essential. It's going back to the earth to some sense, what roots us. And so once a Taurus gets rooted and finds like something doesn't make sense, and I'll come back to that, that they're not gonna move from that particular point, then they will not be moved. And that, that resistance to going along with the grain to go against the grain is what makes them radical. And how that came about in discovering that, because everyone always wants to make Taurus, it's like, no, they're the most, you know, if the bank, you know, is gonna fail, you know, then Taurus is gonna go down with the ship. That may not be true, right? It's gonna be like, if the, if the bank doesn't make sense or it's kind of, you know, messing up people and all these other things, that's not necessarily what Taurus is gonna be invested in. And I do mean that in terms of the sign regardless of whether your sun is in Taurus and moon is in Taurus or your Taurus rising, right? So how does this break down in specific ways? How I discovered it, because people- Wait, 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 before, let me just, um, I just wanted to jump in because, and this, I don't know whether this is germane to Taurus or just Karen, uh, but the Karen Rebels I discovered when I was at the Daily News, I did a piece, uh, I was on the editorial page and I did an op-ed on them. They, they were two, um, there was a Liberation Army in Myanmar, which was Burma, uh, was used to be Burma. And they were, you know, Christian rebels fighting against, you know, the brutality that was happening in there. And they were led by two chain smoking, like eight, 10 and 12 year olds. Right. And I just, I fell in love with them. Right. You know, these two kids that were smoking cigarettes and like were the leaders of the Karen Liberation Army. And of course they had my name. So I like, I leaned in and I wrote a piece about it. So when I started the radio show, it's not about me. It's, it's, it's about the liberation, you know, and that the Karen rebels happen to be like real, That's brilliant. real, you know, you can Google search it. They're real. They were real fighters, uh, against, uh, tyranny. So I just thought that was clever. I love that. Went down that rabbit hole. They would find that, but I just wanted to make that. No, no, that's, that's great. Cause you know, people always say that the most radical or then if we might by synonym say rebellious sign of the Zodiac is Aquarius. But when I look up, you know, who are the rebels and the revolutionaries in the Zodiac, they weren't listing a lot of Aquarians. They were listing moratoriums. And people are like, come on. I'm like, okay. So Vladimir Lenin, Karl Marx, Malcolm X, um, Ho Chi Minh. Um, Wait, Ho Chi Minh? Yeah. Wait, Ho Chi Minh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Continue. Sigmund, I believe that's true. Sigmund Freud, um, John Brown. Hmm. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. <sighs> so, know you know, and then Louis Farrakhan, um, I Saddam might include Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. And then the other guy. Yeah, the other <laughs> you guy. Know, the other guy. People know who the other guy is. You know, the other one that got deposed and killed himself. But these people are not, you know, whether we, we want to acknowledge them, um, you know, one way or the other and saying they were good or bad, they were not this picture of the bucolic, you know, like the sensorily overloaded Torian picture that people often create. Like, no, I just want to be comfortable. There is that aspect of Taurus until they're uncomfortable. Then you're going to be uncomfortable, right? They're not going to rest until. Wait. Oh my gosh. Listen, my motto is if, if, if I'm in, if you're bringing me trouble, everybody's going to be in trouble. Like That's that, right. my whole, like, oh, there's a pro you bringing me problems. There's going to be problems for everybody. Like right. I'm not suffering alone. So yeah, don't, don't, don't so, do it. And this is really like the bull. I mean, the bull can be out, you know, chewing the cud out, minding its business until you become its business and then you know you do the you know the red flag and whatever and then it's like i'm going to gore you because you won't leave me alone and i think that's very important for people to understand i'm going with the most extreme aspect of it but i think it does help people resituate how we often think about taurus so now to go back well what is taurus really about other than like kind of being, you know, what could be a riled up beast when it's riled up. Well, it's really about the idea of making sense in the idea of incorporation, you know, embodiment. And that's important because we went from Aries, which is just the spark. And the spark is like flying around like a spark until like now it has to deal with the, the heaviness of matter, the heaviness of being in, not just ensouled, but embodied. And by virtue of being embodied, it wants to experience more of the, the sensual feeling aspects of life. You know, whether it's good food, you know, good clothing, a sauna, you know, all the ways in which you can enjoy the accoutrements of life, right? In terms of the full flavor of it. So the thing that people must understand in terms of framing Taurus is really, you know, not just they want to have a good time, they want to also, you know, enjoy that time, make it succulent. So what's one of the worst things you can do to a Taurus besides rile them up is rush them, right? Because they want to, again, enjoy and savor the flavor of things. I had to laugh, um, even though I didn't, I didn't, you know, laugh in retrospect, you know, I, I listened to Janet Jackson's Pleasure Principle, right? And she's a Taurus and I'm like, well, of course, you know, Pleasure Principle was made famous by Sigmund Freud, yet another Taurus. And here she has a song, which was a hit, you know, I guess now 20 years ago or more, um, that's also related to that. And they want to in, have that sense of pleasure and enjoying it. So, you know, what's profound about that, even related to the earlier thing I said, is that, you know, I want to, you know, Taurus is like, I want to step into enjoying life and that people should enjoy life because it's a sign of Venus after all. But when people disrupt that pleasure, then they go into their displeasure, which is going to become yours too. 
which is also a different aspect of Venus. One thing that's interesting about Venus, I want to talk about this because this has greater implications related to astrology. So just like I said, Aries is a sign of Mars. Taurus is a sign of Venus. And Venus has had a very interesting history in astrology throughout the world. So mostly we think about the feminine, the divine goddess, you know, and things related to that beauty, sex, love, art, culture, all the things that soften the array of that, which is definitively true. But there's another side of Venus that has also been seen in other parts of the world, like Mesoamerica and Samaria, where she was also associated at a particular phase in relation to the sun, when she's a morning star, as related to war, as related to the need to kind of, um, you know, defy. So one of the names for Venus, classically, hold on to your hats for this, is Lucifer, right? So her name is Lucifer, which means morning star. So if anyone watched the show Lucifer on, on Netflix now, um, his name is Lucifer Morningstar, which is kind of repetitive. It's like Morningstar, Morningstar. Now, why is this important and why am I talking about it this way? Because it kind of reflects a couple things that one, Western culture has to come to re-acknowledge and acknowledge about um, the feminine, right? And I was talking about this with my students just yesterday that, you know, we often want to frame the feminine as, you know, just related to love and more quote unquote ethereal things. So um, when I was talking to them about someone's chart and they said like, oh, well, Mars is related to sex. I'm like, why are you saying Mars is just related to sex and not Venus? Why are you not giving her that? Or related to lust, I should say. So like, why are you not ascribing even lust to Venus? Well, well, why was she? I was like, okay, let's break this down. Before we had the term sexually transmitted diseases, right? Or phrase, it used to be venereal disease. And that comes from, Veneris, which is who? Venus, right? So it, it's, <laughs> it's to recognize <laughs> that, you know, we can't disassociate the darker elements of Venus, which also then extends to Taurus from the fundamental aspects of power. And when I say power, it's the full sensuality of being in, in one's um, element, in one's sense of authority. One of the things I also laugh about is people talk about, you know, Scorpio um, related to power dynamics and whatever. But Machiavelli, Niccolo Machiavelli was a Taurus, right? He wrote the prince as a statement of the, the bare elements of power. The person who wrote Robert Greene, who wrote the 48 laws of power is a Taurus, right? So when we're talking about how you have power, it is related to being in your body, being sensual, and you know, being, as one Taurus said to me, being on your square, right? So it's knowing what your square is and kind of rooting yourself into it, which is a fundamental element of power that many people don't acknowledge or recognize. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's been not an internal battle, and I'm going to be a little personal right now. I always knew the potential for dominance that could go completely awry. 
and I dabble with it as a teenager, the ability to be able to manip manipulate people to do things, you know, and you get off on that and then you want to see how far you can go and then you keep going and then you realize the enormous responsibility that comes with that, that a teenager shouldn't have, by the way, you know, a young person shouldn't have that responsibility because they can't handle it. And I realized early on that if I were gonna, if, if I'm gonna live this life the way I, I want to, which is in love and in, in, the, in the fullness of God's grace, um, that I would have to acknowledge the potential for evil in me and constantly fight it because it's there lurking, the ability to be, when I say evil, I mean the ability to be able to take people down a wrong path which is why I'm super transparent and I'm super like, you know, uh, held accountable because I need that. I know the potential if left unchecked. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be transparent. No, I, and I appreciate that. And I, I want to unpack a little bit about the notion of evil, um, especially as you, if you were talking about it. When you talk about Taurus, when I talk about Taurus as being like one of the gateways toward the sensual and the, the experience of being in this world, right? You know, participating in what we Muslims say, the dunya, right? In this experience of the world. One of the things that becomes important to recognize is that you can come, become too attached to the things of the world. This is what's interesting about, you know, when we're talking about the quote unquote evil of the children of Israel in the, in the desert, you know, where they became beholden to the golden calf, right? Again, in terms of, of the bull, which is kind of like, okay, we were on this vision toward this unseen God, right? That supposedly wants us to do things and whatever, but we want to come back to the sensuality of the earth, right? And to, to things that go along with it, which is again, another aspect of it. But the other thing that too, that in terms of the darkness you're talking about, there is something about Torian people or Torian influenced people that um, people want to adore about them right? And by virtue of wanting to adore about them, they're sucked in. It's Venusian, it's sweetness, it's sucra. It's all these different ways in which we want to experience the la vita dolce, you know, the life that is sweet and um, resonant. And, you know, that can explain someone like we were talking a little bit at the start of the show, Bill Clinton, right? You know, he's a, he's a fascinating, you know, dude, you know, and what's fascinating about him, I've thought about over the years, I know, and I'm not trying to step anyone's politics, but I, I'll say, like, I've been baffled sometimes, like, how is this dude still around? Like, you know, with it, as much, why are people still listening to him, right? And, you know, I mean, I know some people, because he, he had a mixed presidency. I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into the, into the politics, but well, I will say this, and it's my opinion. No, I think he gutted the Democratic Party, right? And the Democratic Party has never found itself since, right? In terms of, you know, it went more toward the center and it's never kind of come back to any sense that may have been its values beforehand. So I do lay that at his doorstep. And I think why I think that's important is like, now we've seen the fallout, you know, some, you know, what, 30 years later related to his presidency and, <clears throat> including the extension into this current one. We won't say too much about that just yet. Because um, he has a moon in Taurus, by the way, um, Biden. So 
that's another thing that's that's interesting that's, which is why he's prone to saying some really crazy things well I've he also has said, a sad rising that helps with that but oh also my it's god a, it's his staying power right okay um and then also I'll, I'll come back to it which is why you can't really underestimate him you know mm. you have to be careful with underestimating torians and i'll come back to that but just to finish with quentin what i was saying people still love him you know, and I think that's some measure of the Taurus, you know, despite what happened in history, I'm still amazed that people love Hitler. I'm like, I mean, like how? Like, <laughs> I mean, and I'm not just talking about the man's politics, his ideology. It's like he lost and ended up killing himself in a bunker, right? He wasn't on any battlefield. Like his whole rise makes no sense. His whole thing was about an Aryan race of people who were blonde, Nordic, tall, he was, was short, dark might have been jewish might have been ugly not very attractive little weird mustache weird weird person he was a vegan who didn't drink he had all you know like it was it was but weird here's the thing, that's the power of taurus and since because one of the things that also history historians document and you can see it in his speeches even though i don't speak german the man had a certain visceral power and also could be when he needed to be charming right that's something that's also been documented and then you know um just for people who haven't listened i would encourage you just to watch his speeches even if you don't you know speak german or whatever he always started off very you know soft-spoken blah 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 to lure people in and by the time that he got to his end of the speech it was like that deutschland and it's the power now, I'm not making a direct comparison in terms of politics, but you watch someone, a Taurus like Malcolm X, right? And it's also the same level of power that is imbued not just into the words, but how he embodies what he feels and how it comes through. Similar that you might see with Louis Farrakhan, despite how people feel about his politics. And the other thing I'll say about the earth signs, particularly about Taurus and Capricorn, you ain't gonna make them go somewhere. You know, and I know how cancel culture works and how we arrange, and I, I see, I won't say both sides of it, because I am more on the side that it's for the people. Cancel culture is for the people. Whatever people call cancel culture, it's the people finally having a voice about people who are trying to impact them, right? That's my opinion on it, rather than saying like, oh, you know, um, it's just destroying people's lives. Some people's lives probably needed their lives destroyed a long time ago, right? And that's kind of been the issue. Anyway, um, so going back to, to like say Farrakhan, people want to cancel him. I'm like, you're not going to cancel him. He's not going to go away because of you or, you know, the, the power you perceive having, which is interesting. Like and now I want to talk about what I said about Joe Biden with his moon and Taurus. You know, there, he was not my candidate. I'll just say that in just in full transparency. You know, I used to on Twitter, you know, say, go home, Joe, right? You know, like, it's, you know, it's past your time, your bedtime, whatever. But one of the things I've learned from watching his presidency and then also thinking more about his charter, I was like, that man kind of just usurped, like when he won North Carolina and everyone thought like, well, he put the nail in the coffin, he's done. And then suddenly he wins the primaries, like a shoe in you know, in terms of that diligence. And then he also won the presidency. You know, as far as we know, right? Let's, let's knocking on wood for today, but I think it is a fait accompli. Um, 
I guess the key thing to, to see is that there's a steadfastness, there's a perseverance. You know, I even think, even though we don't have a documented full time or date, even for the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I also think he's a Taurus, right? Just in terms of, well, one, he was very particular and he was very much about his hygiene. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, like, in terms of, you know, the washing and different things that were implemented in the desert for Bedouins, right, for Arabs, you know, the washing every time and pray five times a day and all these other things, that sounds Torian to me, you know, because Torians are not going to live the Ashi life, right? In terms, again, being embodied, taking care of the body. You know, one of the things to be careful, though, is for Torians not to do too much of that, right? Because then, you know, like, oh, I love me some cakes, especially yeah, for black people. With, yeah, yeah, with diabetics. It's like Luther, Luther Vandross, yeah. you know, little Luther, big Luther. Mm -hmm. we, we There's ways in which we can, I, I do say that to, you know, my Torian clients, you know, especially particular transits that are happening, they have to watch their diet because, you know, there's, there's being embodied and then there's being too embodied, right? Too much body, yes. <laughs> yeah, too much body. Thank you. That's a better way to put it. So, yeah, that's kind of, you know, the thing to, to know and see the depth of, of Taurus. And that's another thing that's also, also not properly appreciated is not just in terms of the, the, the thinking that, like, yeah, it might be a good point. Cause when I talk about embodiment and I talk about being slow, when I say slow, cause I would read these different astrology books and they would make Torians. I don't know if you read them sound like, you know, developmentally delayed. Right. Um, well, okay. I'm glad you're not read it. I've read that, you know, where they say like, Oh, they're slow. Um, you know, slow to comprehend and blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not what's happening. Some of my best students are Torians for a very clear reason. When I say they want to make sense, they want things to make sense. Explain it to me in a way that my body, not just some airy aspect of my mind, can understand it. And then they contemplate and chew on things. And so they get it into bite-sized chunks and kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm massaging. Like what we're doing. Like what you're doing is a very Torian thing. Like explain this to me, because on some level, it doesn't make sense. And so they're not just going to accept something that, you know, doesn't fully make sense. You know, you might take a Gemini or an air sign or a Libra or an Aquarian and say like, okay, explain this, this, the concept of Afrocentricity to me. Well, Afrocentricity um, is, you know, looking at things from an African perspective. Okay, and Torrance might go like, what is an African perspective, right? Explain, unpack that. Well, I mean, that's duh. I mean, that's looking at things as an African. Okay, so Torrance gets in trouble with people sometimes because it's like, you think what you're saying is making sense, right? But if you break down the elements of what you're saying, they're not stringing together like you think they're stringing together. And that's kind of also the beauty of, of Taurus, right? In terms of thinking through, you know, all the different elements, which either that comes from Freud, um, you know, and, and different philosophers in history who actually been influential in that particular way. So these are all the elements, you know, you start thinking about that the, the ponderous elements of, of Taurus. That's why I do like Robert Greene's books. I mean, one of his, you know, I know a lot of people give shade to the 48 laws of power, but he also has a very good book on mastery and mastery mm -hmm. is a, and also a very 
powerful theme that comes to a lot of Torians. Like, well, how do I immerse myself more into the deeper elements of, of life? So, there you go. I didn't want to uh, dominate the conversation because we're gonna, I wanna pay equal homage <laughs> to every sign, even though this is, you know, a sign. I've spent a lot of time in, in self-reflection. So, um, yeah. you know, so, so it's, there's nothing that you're saying. The first time I'm ever hearing about slow to think though, I've never heard that. Well, before. yeah, I, I probably ignored it. Well, I, good, it, I think you should have. And that's the thing, whenever I read it, it pisses me off and that's not even my sign, it's my polarity. And I'm like, that's not my experience of them, you know, one of the most influential thinkers and you know philosophers in Western history is David Hume, right? Taurus, right? Also changed the whole course of how people think about you know anything, including God, especially. You know. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's it's definitely important to understand how by virtue of thinking deeper and going more into the innards the guts of things that we extract what's true or can be more along the line of truth. So as we um, uh, start to unpack each and every sign, you know, uh, how, how should people, because again, this exercise for me is about self-discovery. It's about, you know, learn about something that you may or may not understand, you know, from an expert, Samuel Reynolds, uh, unlockastrology.com is where you can find them but also it's kind of a self-reflective uh, time for you to be a better person. And I can't say it enough because that's what we're here to do. We're here to find our purpose and then live it, right? That's, mm -hmm. I think that's the missive of everyone. Um, so as I look at, at, at Torian, you, you, you know, there's, there are these elements that you have to contend with. I've said before, you know, being a woman birthed into a, a sign that is a bull, I think gives it balance for me. That's my justification for how great I am, because <laughs> because I'm I'm not you know I I'm not gonna be a dictator uh, because I'm a woman and I care too much about humanity and I want everybody to 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 I, it's not about me it's about everybody which I think is a very feminine woman uh, perspective is to see that everyone's good. Uh, that said, you know as we start to hear about ourselves, what exercises can we do to refine and hone who we are through what you're telling us about the signs and so what they mean. first thing which i think you have you have learned from what i hear from you and what you're saying the first thing is learn to appreciate being in your body right you know to take care of yourself and not think that something is wrong with you because you know you want to appreciate that kind of level of quality control in terms of both what goes in your body and on your body, no matter what other people say, you know, cause sometimes, you know, there's some Torians more early in life where they feel the pressure to kind of conform a certain way. And Taurus, if you, you know, from anything I've said, you're not necessarily here to conform, right? Um, don't lose the full sense of your polarity, which is Scorpio, which is kind of honoring your passion, right? Because you can become too attached to the physical and your routines and then the groove of things that you're not listening to the, what stirs within, which is unmanifest, right? So sometimes we can get so beholden to the external that we can't see like what's happening on the inside or even a dynamic with another person. Um, 
And I think that is something I, I mean, I mentioned before that the argument has been made that the Buddha is a Taurus and we celebrate his birthday called Misak when there's a full moon in Scorpio. And that really is profound because the Buddha is kind of that balance point between being in the world, but not necessarily too immersed in it, right? And or attached. And I think that is the, the greater wisdom related to Taurus, um, where you can, you know, be at the cliff with the tiger, you know, at the cliff and you're like hanging on to a branch um, and then there's a strawberry, right? And you can go for the strawberry and enjoy the succulents of the strawberry. That is kind of one of the beauty aspects of, of Taurus, where you can kind of be amidst the danger, amidst all the, the, the troubles, but appreciate the sweetness and also the momentary with the transient nature of, of life. Um, the other thing I might say that also becomes important is I think, um, you know, as a sign of Venus, it's to think, what is it all for, right? And if it's all for the sake of acquisition, for the sake of acquisition, that's very limited, you know? So the deeper element of that is where you realize that it's also for, you know, those who come after you, those who are here, so I think on a practical level, especially as we have Uranus and Taurus, we should be thinking about, this is the planet Uranus in, in that sign, we should be thinking about generational wealth. We should be thinking about ways in which we create what, what stays and what goes beyond just our name and our time on this planet. I think again, when we talk about that rootedness, it's also bearing root as we also do and produce fruit. Um, so I think that's the other dimension that I would encourage people. And then I guess most practically, watch your damn diet. Come on. <laughs> think about um, Lorraine Hansberry. Yeah, you know, Taurus. Mm -hmm. um, Ella Fitzgerald, um, Stevie Wonder, of course. Uh, and I was just th thinking about women because, you know, there's a lot of men, you know, that you named. Shakespeare is supposed Shakespeare, to be. Shakespeare, but Grace Jones is also a Taurus. Grace Jones is definitely a Taurus. Mm -hmm. She's is my alter ego. That's I would like to walk into the world uh, naked uh, on stage at some point. <laughs> I can get my diet together. <laughs> but that's potentially in me, though. I tell people, I think the reason why I, I keep the weight on is because I know at some point, uh, if I didn't have it, I'd be naked, like Grace Jones. And plan like, on being here. I mean, I talked about, you know, yes, we think about the transient nature of it. But, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't mention one woman, Taurus, that is, is salient. Queen Elizabeth the second child when you talk about <laughs> not wanting to give up power and I'm in my mind she she knows her son is like degenerate right she knows like Charles can't handle this throne so I'm just gonna outlive him that that kind of will I mean you think about that she probably gonna outlive every, she's gonna live so long that there's not gonna be a monarchy after she dies that was my prediction I was like when she's gone they're gonna be like we don't need kings and queens anymore I think that's she's holding on so she could be the last monarch, which is crazy. Are you watching The Crown? No, I'm not. But I, okay. I, I hear about it. I hear a lot about it. Yeah, I, I tapped out I mean, this season. But. And the thing that that trips me out, I mean, I'm, I'm losing sight of how old she is. I think she's in her 90s or whatever. In her 90s. 
the thing that trips me out is she still looks, I mean, I hate to use this word because it's always associated with old people, but she's spry. She's like, she's driving that, you know, when she was driving that car and she gave that face, I was just like, yo, wait, she's driving one, two, which no one's going to stop driving, you know, stop the queen from driving. But two, looks like she still can whip. And she was like, what y'all doing? Wait, go away. I'm like, wow. You know, where's her, you know, her husband, her consort? I'm kind of like, are you at, I know this is rude, but are you at death's door? Like, you you look like, I don't know, Nosferatu, kind of like, <laughs> like, what's going on with you? But Yo. she looks still good. Yeah, yeah. She could go yeah. another few decades, maybe. I'm like, I don't know, but yeah. inshallah, but yeah. I actually, per what you're saying, I mean, like, and, and what's interesting, he's a Scorpio, um, Charles, waiting in the wings. She might skip him, which you know they can do. She might say, I'll pass it on to William, right? Because it's like, you know, Charles, you know. Yeah, you, Not, he was I never know. up for it. She knew that, though. She was like, mm, I'm just going to have to keep living. What the hell is that? I feel That's it the in will. Me. That's the will of course. I feel That's... it. I promise you, I feel that in me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I believe it, you know, like, my my father um, thought he was going to die at 50, right? Because nobody, no man in his family lived past 50. And he would say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out by 50. So around 46, he lost his mind, started <laughs> like doing whatever he wanted. Because he was like, I only got like three or four more years. Got diagnosed with cancer. And he was like, I'm, I'm out of here. See, I told you. And I was like, nope, you're going to be the last man standing. Like I willed him to live another 20 years. I feel like I did. I made him live another 20. I was like, there's no way. I refuse to let you die at 50. Wonderful. Who does that? Anyway, but I say all that to say, I, you know, I think there is something as we start to continue to talk about the stars, about the manifestation of the will and what you see and what you believe in and, and making it happen, speaking it into creation. I do believe, I believe in that so powerfully that the word is so powerful. If you really believe what comes out of your mouth and what's in your spirit, you can make it happen. Especially for Taurus, because you might remember I alluded to like there are four, you know, the four mystical animals that we saw in the book of Ezekiel that we see in the book of Revelation. And so, you know, we have, you know, the lion, we have what looks like a a human being, and then we have the eagle, and then we have the bull. And the bull relates to specifically Taurus, right? And then that's even true with the Synoptic Gospels, which I think Luke was seen as being related to the bull or to Taurus. And if you read the book of Luke, for those who read the scripture, you know, it's perhaps the most practical, you know, and historical of of doctor, the right? Supposedly. The yeah, doctor. he was, you know, yeah, supposedly a doctor. Yeah. So it was the most practical, you know, it doesn't get as much, I mean, John is the most mystical and he's associated with Scorpio um, as versus, you know, Matthew. I believe Mark is associated with Leo. Um, sometimes I get those two confused, but I'm pretty sure Luke was seen as related to Taurus. So when you go into church and you see those animals, right, it's talking about the four, you know, key divine animals, which do relate, you know, to different aspects of divine will. Mm and discipleship. Wow. Um, I, I, I thank you again, you know, this, um, this journey that we're on, I don't know where it's going, but I'm grateful that you are, uh, 
not just a willing participant, but that you know so much, you know, I like, I love people that know so much, like to, to not just, you know, look at a book and then think you could do something, you know, cause you, you see people all the time that they read something and they go out now they're speakers, you know, I read something mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have a YouTube channel on it. Like, right. Okay. Uh, this is, this is years of study. And I think, you know, it's important that people put their time in, you know, you put your time in, you, you, you put, you know, and I knew it the first time you were on, I was like, okay, this guy's not just, you know, cause I've had a lot of astrologers on my show. So let me just be clear. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but you came oh, through and I was like, okay, he's bringing history. He's bringing not just the mystery. He's bringing a history. He's bringing facts. He's coming in with the skepticism. I, this is not what I thought it was going to be because I was, I brought you in on a Friday because that was, that's clown day. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. it's foolishness Friday. It's foolishness Friday. We, we there for the clowning. Nope. And I'm like, okay, um, uh, I need, I need to have a deeper conversation with well, you because you. you have the depth. So I want to thank you. Uh, follow him at unlockastrology.com. You won't be able to get an appointment before 2022, but you know, <laughs> he'll have you on the calendar because he's busy. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate right. you. Yeah, same here. I'll see you next week in Shola. Bye.